Greetings, everyone. Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you. We may not see you, but we feel you. Because God is able to bring us together any way God wants to. And we bless you here at Pacoima First United Methodist Church in the beautiful city of Pacoima, California. Those of you who are in the church today, we bless you. And we thank all of you joining us virtually. We come now with praise unto the Lord as we prepare for the power of the Holy Spirit to change the atmosphere and bless us all. We invite our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, and her husband, Brother Darnell Carr, to come now and lead us in praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be with the people of God one more time. Come on and let's give God some praise this morning. We love you, Lord. We know that when praises go up, blessings come down. So we want to send some praises up this morning and clap our hands and rejoicing in God's goodness. Clap your hands and praise him. When I think of his mercy and his kindness, all I want to do is praise him. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, oh, clap your hands and praise him. All right, that's the majority of the song right there. When I think of his mercy and his kindness, all I want to do is praise him from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. Oh, yeah. God has been so good. We're going to give a praise. Come on, let us say that again. When I think. When I think of his mercy and his kindness, all I want to do is praise him. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, oh, clap your hands and praise him. Clap your hands. Oh, clap your hands if clap your hands if you've been delivered. Oh, clap your hands, shown of been delivered. Clap your hands if you've been delivered. Oh, clap your hands, shown of been delivered. Clap your hands when the praises go up. Oh, clap your hands. Blessings coming down. Clap your hands. We praise you, Lord. Oh, clap your hands. Oh, we love you. We love you, Lord. Clap your hands. Have your way, oh God, in this place. Oh, clap your hands. When I think of his mercy and his kindness, all I want to do is praise him. 
from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same oh clap your hands and praise him come on and give god some praise this morning we love you lord you know when you clap your hands the devil don't like to stay in the midst of praise he cannot stay in the midst of praise you have some things going on come on and just clap your hands before the lord we praise you lord Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. In these times, Father, in such a time as this, you've allowed us to come and lay at your feet, Father, and lay our cares and our worries with you, Father. We thank you for this service today. Thank you that your anointing and your presence is here. Thank you for our pastor, Father, who will bring us a word. And thank you that our hearts will not be the same after we receive it on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his son. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Come on, let's just love on the Lord this morning. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. With a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks to the holy one give thanks because he's given jesus christ his son and now let the weak say i am strong let the poor say i am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. 
come on with a grateful heart. Let's say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody needs to say thank you, Lord, this morning. Thank you, Lord. Come on and think about the victories you've won. Thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. just want to thank you Lord has it been good to you this morning oh you've been so good when I think about my situations Lord you've been oh you've been you've been so good we love you Lord we adore you Lord for somebody oh you made a way when I couldn't see my way through it Lord you made a way oh I thank you Lord cause you made want to thank you Lord give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Come on, people of God, let's bless the Lord this morning. For his mercies endure forever. Come on and bless the Lord for making a way where you know there was no way had it not been for the Lord. Oh, we praise you, Father. We magnify you. We just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. There is none like you. Thank you, Lord. We pray.
Now, this is really a day when we are living out the Old Testament, and we need to refresh our memory of it because we must be balanced. You can't just be a New Testament person without being an Old Testament person because they both are equally valuable. Let's go to the Old Testament book of Amos. Amos, Amos. Old Testament book of Amos. Amos 8, chapter, chapter 8, verses 11 through 12. And let us stand. but not of food and water. You will hunger and thirst to hear my word. You will search everywhere from north to south, from east to west. You'll go all over the earth seeking a message, a word from me, the Lord. But you won't find one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Lord, I come asking that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you, you are the one who keeps me. You are the one who protects me. You are the one who guides me, and you are the one who puts the word of God in my mouth. Thank you. Help me today. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Amen. Smile, smile, smile. Beloved, the book of Amos opens with this humble man of God 
watching over his sheep. Amos was a shepherd attending his sheep when God called him to preach the word of God. And in our scripture lesson, the call upon Amos' life came when God gave him a vision of the future. And then he told Amon to take his word and go preach to all the people what God had revealed to him in the vision. One of the things they ask us as we are going up for ordination and have to go through so many test trials and all that, the one, one question they'll ask is, tell us about your call. I remember every detail of the day God called me to preach. So, so Amos, minding his own business, tending to a sheep, that's just like God, came and called him to preach. Amos obeyed God and became a prophet preacher who proved he was a man of God because the call from God to preach is an act of obedience unto God. It's not something you go to the counselor's office or to the career person and ask, what should you be? Uh, in this eighth chapter of Amos, Amos turned to the people of, of Israel and, and he preached. He preached God's judgment on them. Oh, today we hear people say, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me. No, I don't have to judge you, and you don't have to worry about me judging you, but I will tell you who is going to judge you. Amen. God showed Amos uh, in his vision a basket of ripe fruit, and he told Amos it was representative of the people of Israel because they were ripe, or they were ready for punishment. Mm -mm. They were, in fact, spoiled, rotten. Oh, beloved, God grew tired of watching people sin. God got tired of watching people sin. All they were really interested in was doing better for themselves, even if it meant cheating others, if it meant being immoral and deceitful, taking advantage of others, and, and their heart was not in the worship of God. Their worship was all about themselves. And because the people didn't have an appetite, a, a longing, a, a desire for the word of God, God said he'd take his word away from them. My, my God, I love God. God was going to create a famine in the land, not a famine of physical food and water, but a spiritual famine. A famine of his word. Don't play with God. He's the judge. Oh, he's going to judge each and every one of us. Believe it. And so in our scripture lesson for today, in Amos chapter 8, verses 11 through 12, God clearly says, let me read it again. He clearly says, I, the Lord, 
also promise you a terrible shortage, but not of food and water. Not of food and water. You'll search everywhere from north and south and east and west. You'll go all over the earth seeking a word from me, the Lord. But you won't find one. Lord, have mercy. Beloved, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that speak of famines and droughts. Famine meaning starvation, deprivation, a shortage in need, in want. Famine is lack and insufficiency and hardship and distress. Famine is the opposite of abundance. And of course, when we, when we speak of a famine, we think of a lack of food and water. Yeah, we think more about food and water. Uh, however, the scripture speaking of a famine of the word of God, this scripture speaking of an absence of God's word, an absence, a shortage, a time of hunger and thirsting for the word of God. Matthew 4, 4 says, it is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Can I get an amen? Every time a preacher preaches, we are preaching from the word of God. The preacher prophet is always saying, thus says the Lord. So don't get upset with me and other preachers. We're just a messenger. Glory to God. Glory to God. Preaching is feeding God's sheep. Do you want to know what a spiritual famine in this nation, in America, and the whole world might look like? Oh. Do you want to know? Oh, I'm glad you do. Because I want to tell you. Well, my dearly beloved, without the word of God preached and loved, learned, respected, and obeyed, without that happening, we would probably have mentally ill people walking the streets, prisons, prisons filling up, drug addicts going in and out of rehab without a change, new diseases, even pandemics, parents killing children, children killing parents, children killing children, children being abandoned, the image of family redefined to our liking. There would be more divorces than marriage. People would be shocking up, fornicating, and committing adultery. There would be hate crimes, terrorist attacks, people losing jobs, people losing homes, people starving. Senior citizens wouldn't be able to buy their medicine. There would be senseless wars. We see all types of horrible events going on in the world today, day after day, getting worse and not better. If we were in a spiritual famine, in this land, oh, people would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, children disobedient to parents, people unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haunted, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God and having no wisdom at all, putting all our money into knowledge. Oh, God, help me up in here somewhere. You can't get wisdom out of a school. Wisdom comes from the word of God. Wisdom, wisdom. In fact, I'm going to say this more than once in the sermon. The problem deep down when there's a famine of God's word is when people don't have wisdom. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of God. 
I don't know if people fear God anymore. And then furthermore, beloved, a spiritual famine is underway when churches are closed and people use that Sunday to do all kinds of things but worship God. A spiritual famine and experience by many of those who don't even know God or those who have turned away from God, or those becoming lukewarm or cold Christians. Listen today. Listen, listen. Please, 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 please. When there is a spiritual famine, people who are not in relationship with God, go around doing all kind of terrible things because they're empty. They're experiencing a void, and they don't even know how to fill it. They don't know how to fill it. They try all types of worldly remedies, all types of relationships and addictions and hobbies and parties. They may get depressed and frustrated and confused because no matter what they try, how hard they try it, Nothing seems to work. People need the word of God today. Can I get an amen? Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is living and it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and mire and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart of the heart. America needs the word of God today. There's a famine in the land. We need to wake up. Tell yourself, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Because, oh, child of God, yes, there's a spiritual famine in our land, and it's causing much destruction. Much destruction. When God gave Amos these words, what Amos started to do was pray for his people. Every time God said, I've had enough, Amos, the prophet, would say, God, please. God, please. Let me try a little more. Give me a little more time with the people to get them straight. God, please. God, we're back. Every time things looked like God couldn't take another minute of it, the prophet would pray for the people. And God, and God, and God. You know, no matter what's going on in the world, one, people don't know God, people don't know about God, and if they've heard about him, they might not like him. But I'm going to tell you something. In a time like this, we need God like we've never needed God before. Oh, oh, child of God, there's a spiritual famine in our land. But we need to say because we know, but God. Somebody say, but God, but God, God wants to use us, me and you, to save people all over the world. God didn't create us to kill us. God created us so that all of us could be saved. Oh, God, the word of God says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Oh, the prophet was saying, God, just give me a little more time. Give me. But then the word says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Stop hating on preachers. I'm going to tell you something because that's God's way. I just want to put that out there. And how shall they preach unless they sit? And it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach and proclaim the gospel of peace. Who bring good tidings of great joy. There is a famine in our Beloved, we have been commanded by God to just go. God said, okay, I'm going to give y'all some more time. Go, go. But the question is, will we be obedient to God's word and go? That's what's happened in the last 50, 60 years. Ain't nobody been going. Everybody just been coming to the same place, sitting in the same pew, going home. Mm Mm-hmm. If I don't tell you, I, God, I ain't let God be mad at me. See, I, I say, do not fear them because everything that comes out of my mouth, God put it there so that you can be saved. We all need to reevaluate our relationship with God today. What else does God have to do to get our attention? The question is, but. Will we go? There's a famine of the word of God in America today. America is biblically illiterate. America is becoming grossly disobedient to God's word today. Yes, there's a spiritual famine in the land. Oh, but God. But God. We can't give up hope because there's a God. The church has been supplied with everything we need. To end the famine. We we have been equipped and outfitted and prepared to go and do the works that only the body of Christ Jesus can do. Nobody cares if we talk about them. Nobody cares if we talk about what church we belong to. Nobody cares if we talk about our faith. Talking is not acting. That's why the Bible says... Faith without works is dead. Listen, listen. When God wants us to do, he wants us to do is he wants the church in a time like this when there is a famine in the land. He wants us to be a source to supply the spiritual food of love and compassion and a spirit-filled life. Be, Be a Christian model to a destitute land that's dying of spiritual salvation. What God wants us to do, beloved, is take a stand against the works of the devil by witnessing, preaching, and praying. What God wants us to do is put on the full armor of God and come against the darkness in America today. What God wants us to do is to walk the walk and talk the talk. God wants us to become believing believers. A doer, not a talker. A dispenser instead of a sponge. God wants us to study 
and to know and to believe his holy word and do what the word of God says. And then, and then we become the threat we ought to be to the wickedness and the enemy in this world. Oh, child of God, child of God, child of God. There's a famine in America. There's a famine. And God is calling for his people today. He's calling for us to show up and show out under the anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Amen. And know this, know this, beloved. We don't need to get hung up on each individual sin that is taking place in the world. We go from one project to another project. Don't solve none of them. We deal with racism for just a minute. We deal with sexism for a second. We deal with all the kind of isms, ageism for, for a minute or two. While we solve none of them. Because God is the one who solves our problem. Today, we just need to recognize that the whole problem in the land is a spiritual problem. It's not a lack of the world being, the word of God being taught, the lack of God being sought, the lack of love being given, the lack of Christians being driven, the lack of God being shared, the lack of our light shining everywhere. We need less Marches, picketing, and we need more confessing to God. We need less sitting on the pews and more standing on the promises. Somebody ought to hear me in here. We need less programming and more proclaiming. We need less Bible totals and more Bible teachers. We need less worldly solutions and more godly results. We need less claiming to be Christians and more showing that we are Christians. And they will know we are Christians by our love. The Bible says, oh, the harvest is plentiful. Experts say America is now one of the biggest mission fields in the world. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So God asked this question, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Will you say, here I am, Lord, send me. Will you say, yes, Lord, I'm available to you. And so in conclusion, let me say this. Witness today. I'm going to witness. If you are a witness to the goodness of God, you need to tell somebody. In my younger days, my promise to God was this. Have Bible, we'll travel. And that I did. Listen, church, the worst thing a congregation can ask a pastor or preacher is, 
What are your office hours? Give me a break. What? What are your office hours? Are you kidding me? The world is starving for the word of God. And I say, as John Wesley said, the world is my parish. It's a place I go to get loved up and fixed up and dressed up and set up. Local church offers me the time to study and study the word. The local church offers me time to meditate on God's word, to prepare, to rest, and to preach. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes People ought to be lifting up preachers today because they can't hear without a preacher. Stop being selfish. Trying to keep your preacher in the office taking care of you, you're so. <laughs> Sometimes churches act like little babies who want a preacher to babysit them. They ought to be bumping into me while they out too. Witnessing to a starving world to hear the word of God in any way that they can. I used to tell in my church, say, look, I represent you. I re God will give me the word then, but he knows this is my home. This is my stop. You know what they call an airplane when you go into there? What do they have, a place they go? Yeah. A hub, yeah. This is my hub. If I got runners in my stocking, they gonna, I'm, that's your fault. This is my hub. When I come to the hub, I'm supposed to get some new stockings. If my purse is raggedy, as it happened one time, the people said, Pastor, Pastor, you can't travel no more with that purse. Because then they had got the message. Because you represent us. And so we have taken up a collection. This is a true story. This is a true story. We've taken up a collection for you to go buy you. A decent purse. I said, thank y'all. I appreciate it. They said, because God sent you here for us to make sure you can stay here and go there. I know my calling. I know. And so, as I talk to the church today, because the scripture is about the preached word of God. You know, some denominations really don't like preachers. They don't, they don't lift up preaching. They lift up their polity. 
In some denominations, if you want to really go big, as some people say, then you just play the game. They don't care about you preaching the word. Play the game. I never did do that. So I'm going to ask the church today, release the preachers from lockdown. Release them. Because you're sinning against the Lord's work. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. Some denominations think anybody can preach. The devil is a liar. I've had many jobs, but I ain't never had one like this. Like writing a term paper every week. Putting it together so that people can hear. The last few weeks, my head be hurting. Be hurting, Jerome. My head be hurting. I'm getting old. I've been back there on the computer for hours and hours and hours. This is the literal truth. And hours and hours and hours trying to get it right. Trying to get it like God wants it. Then I overdo it. I end up with too much. Then I got to go back and figure out how to cut it down and still make it make sense. You know, some folks think the word just come to the preacher on Saturday night. The devil is a liar. The belittling of preachers in this country is because there is a famine in the land on the word of God. Had a name called Am I, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know the truth of the church. I know the church. The church is the church is the church. Let the preacher preach. And if the preacher can't preach, send them back to school. Let the preacher preach. Demand that the preacher preach. All this stuff, I go into some churches, they didn't let sister so-and-so come up and say something, sister S so-and-so come up and say something. They go, they got to talk about, they talking across the, 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 the church to each other. I'm going, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Want your pastor visiting your house and you get the pastor there and want them to stay all day. The pastor got to be studying, praying, meditating, resting up. Research says in a black church tradition, when a preacher preaches, the machines say it's like the preacher has been digging a ditch for eight hours. It takes energy, time. Love, 
study. God said, Amos, you go tell them that the one thing they thought they didn't need, I'm going to take from them and see what happens. Oh, the Bible says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the word of God. It ain't something to brag about, but it sure is something to be R-E-S-P-C-T. Hey, you know what? Respect. Y'all don't act like y'all don't know that song. I might not have sang it like it ought to be sung, but y'all know that song. R-E-S-P-C-T, the preacher. Can I get an amen, amen, and amen, and amen. If you only knew what I had to go through. Hallelujah. And now that you've heard the word, we need to. We need to trade our famine in this country by lifting up the preached word. We need to trade our famine for a land flowing with milk and honey. The Bible says the word of God is sweet. So I ask us to be, have bold pastors, bold, bold, bold pastors, like Pastor Amos. We need to be boldly speaking the word of God to our starving, starving nation. America needs to fear God today. America needs wisdom today. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom because when we have a reverent fear of almighty God, it's then that we hunger and If my people, God, who are called by money, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore the land. Always remember, God is an if-then God. Throughout the Bible, God goes, 
If you do this, then I'll do that. If my people, we need a word from the Lord today. America needs a word from the Lord. We don't need another political uprising. My Lord. We, we don't need another conqueror on the scene. What we need is a special word that will bond within our hearts and give us direction from above. We need a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord. Just one word from the Lord will move all the doubt. And it will cause the sun to shine. And it will give us peace of mind. And so I say, speak, Lord. You ought to know when a preacher's preaching, that's God's way of speaking to you. Oh, we need a word. We need a word. We don't need another political uprising. Oh, Lord, not another one. Not another one. We don't need another conquest. Oh, give us another president on like that what we need is a special word. Your preachers today, Father. That will bond with boldness today, Father. Our hearts give us energy and give today, us God. direction. And give us a heart from above. That we can only receive from you. Lord, we lack thy wisdom. We, we lack man, God's wisdom today. Thy understanding. We don't fear God anymore in this country. Oh, until Lord, the preacher we tells the truth. The very love God is a judge. Shown in your son. He's sick of watching sin in America. Lord, we've altered it. Because we've altered in God's ways. And we stand, and we so, stand so much to gain. So One word, one word from, from the Lord, Lord. will 
We'll move all down. I know it ain't about me. And cause the sun to shine and bring peace of mind. Lord, speak, Lord. the preachers all through the Old Testament. God used the prophets. That's what he does. He used the prophets to say, thus says the Lord. Oh, I'm just a message, huh? I'm just being used by God to say what God tells me to say. To his people. America. Wake up. Church. Wake up. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for every preacher that God would use in the world today. For God himself says they can't hear without a preacher. Let us break the Give the Lord a hand praise. Give the Lord a hand praise. Give the Lord a hand praise. He's worthy. Oh, he's worthy. Oh, God, we're so sorry. Forgive our sins. And give us another chance to get it right.
was to dress me up and watch me walk across the way to the next street and go to church. Her greatest gift to me was to see that I was in church every Sunday. You older ones remember the day when you were going to be in church. <laughs> On Sunday. And now God has opened all these doors while then he may be shutting them down. God is saying, I'll open up another door. And so you are with us now, virtually. Make sure that your children hear a preacher preach throughout the week. Make sure that you set them in front of a television. Put it on YouTube so that 65-inch just light up with a preacher preaching. Break the famine of the word of God. In this land, there is no excuse now. <laughs> I can't travel like I used to. Oh, but I didn't need too old to do it virtually, and God prepared that to happen. However, God can use me. Lord, I'm available. We invite you to join the church of Jesus Christ. The doors of the church are open. You can write us or call us, and we will be happy to bring you in officially to the church of Jesus Christ. And if, if not this church, any church, <laughs> just join the church, you and your children. Have a day when there's worship in your house that they are expected to sit down and look at. It'll be the greatest thing you do. And so as we prepare to leave this place, but not God's presence, if you can just remember, if my people who are called by my name would, 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 would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face. God says, then I will, when they turn from their wicked ways, then, then, then I will hear from heaven. And forgive their sins and restore their land. 
now as we go, we go giving honor to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen. Say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say